Welcome back to the Chasing the Topic, I mean Chasing the Tone podcast with your hosts, what is my name, Brian Wampler and Blake Wyland from the Tone Mob you podcast himself. You almost made my brain stop working there for a minute. Yeah, I know. You- I have that effect on people sometimes. <laughs> we're coming in hot today i can tell you're just like let's do it let's do it we're not prepping I, we're just gonna go no nope. we're just gonna go well that's because okay so as the many listeners know we generally start out with a conversation before the podcast talking about what we're going to talk about but today we got on the call we immediately started talking about things that would apply to the podcast i'm like you know what i'm just let's just go in hot so this may be a good podcast, maybe one of those podcasts where we talk about pizza all the, or, you know, whatever, pizza and coffee the entire time. Who knows? You never know what you're going to get into. I like it. Let's do it. We, we, we're totally unscripted this right. time. Look at us go. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of retract back 20 seconds before the podcast started recording. I uh, had asked Blake if he'd seen my newest uh, video that was on YouTube called A Budget Helix? Question mark? Killer tone for under $100. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. The next thing we talked about is how the subscriber system on YouTube completely, absolutely, totally, utterly pointless in every way. I wouldn't go quite that far, but I will say that it doesn't mean as much as it should. Okay. So that makes any sense. Okay. So let me ask you a question, Blake. Uh, You've been subscribed to my YouTube channel for a while, haven't you? Mm-hmm. When was the last time one of my Long videos time. came up in your feed? When I searched for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. You, you, the only thing it's good for is for you to try to figure out where to see the the uh, videos are that you subscribe to, which isn't like a user friendly thing. Like, it's not like a big button that you that you click on subscribers. You got to go here, then you go there, then you go here, then you go there, and you're like, oh wait, there's subscribers. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird deal. It's the subscribers. I, you know, you've been doing it a lot longer than I have, and you know a lot more about YouTube than I do. But my viewpoint on it is the subscribers don't mean nothing, but it's definitely not as important as it used to be. It's almost entirely, I would say, eighty percent, maybe even uh, algorithm based. Like it's yes. just whatever YouTube the the YouTube overlords decide to push. That's what's going to get seen. I, I, I would say, I would say, even the Facebook and Instagram algorithms are more relevant than the YouTube algorithm. So, for example, when I go through my 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 uh, personal YouTube feed, uh, so I have two different accounts. Like one's more of a business thing, one's my personal, you know, stuff that I watch. Uh, just because I don't want to skew the the results, right? Right. And uh, uh, so on my personal one, I don't subscribe to anything. I think no, I take that back. I subscribe to Billy the Redneck Neighbor, Billy Next Door, so- <laughs> something like that. I think I've sent you a video before where it's it's kind of an act between uh, two sisters, but no one knew it was for a long time. And so, I, and I can say Redneck Neighbor because there's people that act like this person on there that is the quote unquote redneck neighbor that I like, I know people exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've lived next door to people that were nightmares to live with, um, down to in fact, one of my neighbors, uh, when I was first in 2008 or nine, somewhere near there, 2009, we'd moved into this house 
and I, I promise I'll get back on topic. We moved to this house, and the guy two houses down was a complete ass, just the biggest jerk ever. He would, he liked to, uh, and of course we had five kids. And at that time they were smaller kids, you know, from like two to 14 or something. Um, he liked to come outside when the kids were playing, sit right on the property line. He owned the house next to us as well. It was his grandmother's, but she passed away or something. So no one lived there. Anyways, he would sit right on the property line, like in a chair and polish his gun, watching the kids. Mm. Mm, that's not creepy. No, not creepy at all. Um, he had this little bitty dog, a little bitty tiny dog. And the dog, he'd let the dog out, and the dog would chase the kids around the yard. And so, like one time, I'm, I'm like, it was like trying to bite the kids' ankles. And so I threw a dirt clod at it. Of course, he came out with literally both guns in hand, going, "I'm gonna kill you, you so," you know, like like straight up, complete assery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I don't think you can threaten to kill me. I don't think that's legal. So immediately I called the police and they came out and, and that, that, so, and that thing happened like three times before we finally moved away from there. Wow. Wow. It was was a nightmare. And the crazy thing is the guy that we were renting the house from, that was like his uncle-in-law or it was his aunt's husband. I guess technically it would be his uncle. That's that's uh yeah, and, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I'm when not I lie. and when I brought it up to him, his response was, "Yeah, he's kind of weird like that." <laughs> I'm like what the sometimes heck? he just pulls guns on people I'm like, and he threatens to kill them. Right, like, he's just he's just one of those guys. Yeah, you know, it's not it's, a big deal. It's totally totally not anything for me to talk to him about and try to get him to stop. So I'm like, well, here's the thing, my friend, I'm moving out of your house because. I'm not living like this, and I definitely am not living next to someone who's sitting there outside watching my kids play while polishing his gun. Yeah, that's more than a little strange. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. So anyways, back to the YouTube thing. So <laughs> so my subscribers, like, they're, it's it's nothing to do – you know, that's the only, only uh, video I subscribe to just because I want to make sure I see that because it's such a train wreck. <laughs> but anyways – Everything in my feed is stuff that I've never subscribed to. It's just based on things that I've watched or searched on Google. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, I don't even let me let me see let me see what actually is on there. I've just watched one yep. of my videos a second ago, so it may Let's uh, compare and uh, oh. let's compare and contrast. All I right, got a YouTube so, tab open too. Let's see uh Right, sure. Let's see what happens. So so uh immediately I do have neighbor apparently yeah, Billy Next Door is the channel name. So, so Billy is in my feed. Um, I also have housing investment stuff because I, I look at that sort of thing. I have a lot of um, educational type stuff, all different topics about singularity, about AI, um, science-y stuff. For some reason, the NBA, now this is where Google and YouTube have failed completely because I don't ever recall searching anything regarding the NBA. Recipes, again, fail. Uh, Perceptual studies, I have no idea what that even is. A bunch of comedy stuff. This is interesting. Very. This is very, very interesting. Uh, American Our, football again? No, 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 never, never. I think my feed is a lot better than yours for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why that is. So, uh, I'm I'm on my main page, and uh, so and first the first thing I see is somebody I'm definitely subscribed to is the 60 Cycle Home. 
Um, they Their videos are popping up first thing for me. The next one, which is interesting because I don't search for any of this stuff, but I am subscribed to the podcast, is JRE Clips. So yeah, me Joe too. Rogan stuff. Yep. Uh, which I'm definitely not subscribed to, but it is a recommended channel for me. So they've, they've gotten into my 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 iTunes uh, algorithms, too, apparently. Uh, YouTube TV, which is completely irrelevant. I do not care about the voice or the world's best or any of that stuff. Uh, but here is a, another one that is relevant and I am subscribed to Collector Emitter, which is a, another demo channel, which is really good. That came up. Premier Guitar, which I'm not subscribed to, but is obviously pretty, uh, pretty relevant to me. Um, so that that shows up and it's recommended. RJ Ronquillo, who I am also subscribed to, popped up. So I'm starting to change my tune a little bit. Then I got a Brian Fallon song, a bunch of pedals, somebody else I'm subscribed to. And Chicago Music Exchange, who I'm not subscribed to, but there again, kind of makes sense. Yeah, but so uh, mine's, imagine, a, mine's a little better. But, but imagine that you're on Facebook and when you're scrolling through your feed and it's all people that you, and not all, but let's say 50, let's call it 50%. 50% are, are people that you don't know at all in any way. Mm-hmm. And it's just in your feed because they may have mentioned guitar pedal. Right. You know, that's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why yours is so much different than than mine. Yeah, even even that is interesting. So I, I did go to my business channel, which and I don't watch ju- and I don't watch just business stuff, but um, uh, not I mean not just guitar stuff is what I mean. Sorry, um, and again, it's uh, interviews like with comedians, a Tesla thing, a Joe Rogan thing. These are all th- and I'm not subscribed to any of this stuff. Swimming with Florida manatees only because I like watch, <laughs> and that's that's only because I've watched so many. Uh, I, I'm fascinated with the keys in Florida, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, for example, it helps me get to sleep if I'll just put on. Um, okay, here's a little insight into my life for the people that don't know. So, I, there's certain things I watch at night whenever I want to go to sleep because my brain just simply wants to keep going. Um. And like one of them is uh, this one called Traveling Robert. It's he's a guy in an RV and he just drives around everywhere, uh, and he lives near Miami, so he goes to the Keys a lot. And it's just it's basically just kind of a vlog, forty five minutes of him driving somewhere and and then walking around the area. So that puts me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that would definitely put me to sleep. That's for sure. So that it's like it's like pretty sure. it's pretty scenery. It's calm. He's got a very relaxing voice. I don't, I'm not, it doesn't make me start thinking about, oh, I got an idea. Oh, I got an idea. You know, it's just, uh, it's complete um, chill out mode for me whenever I watch stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking through my recommended feed and I'm trying to find something I am actually subscribed to. And there's nothing, literally nothing in my recommended feed am I subscribed to. That's that's interesting. I I, I definitely don't experience. Oh, I that. take it back. I do have an Andertons in here. I do have an Andertons in here. Yep. So and I am subscribed so, to Andertons. It sounds like yours is just really messed up. I don't. Well, I mean, apparently, I, I think it's probably because I don't watch my subscriptions as much as other people. You know, what I mean? could be. And and for what it's worth, you know, like I said, I'm subscribed to. Your channel, I'm pretty sure, and uh, there again, don't th- that didn't pop up. But what I think is 
what is is kind of interesting is um we don't have to use our thoughts or our guesses on this because you have a channel that's been going for a long time and they will show you how much comes from your sh- your subscribers versus yes. the algorithms. Yes. So it's 25%. 25% of my traffic comes from or it might be like 23 but it's real close to 25 come from subscribers. Everything else is all based on uh, recommended or searched. That's interesting. I do know this this much though. For a long time, I wasn't su- I wasn't subscribed to anything on YouTube. I would just search for. I'm like, oh, Brian put up a video. I'll go search for it and find it. And I think a lot of people use YouTube that way. Probably so. So the question is, how badly do, does someone want to be subscribed to a channel enough to get uh, notified whenever whenever there is a new upload? You know, I think that there's lots of people that would that would want that, you know, they subscribe for a reason. They, they would want, they, they would want their, if you're subscribed to a channel, you more than likely want those videos to pop up in your feed. So why aren't they is the question of the day, I suppose. Because YouTube is listening to you. It's listening to your thoughts when you're sitting there at the dinner table talking about RJ Ronquillo's, Awesome new video he just released, you know, hanging out with the wife and kids and talking about that. YouTube's totally. listening. YouTube is listening to that, you know? And they're like, this this guy wants to watch RJ. Mm-hmm. Let's give him RJ. Here's RJ. <laughs> now, but again, like I'm wondering, I have uh, Sammy Hagar on here. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Because we all know you can't drive 55. That's why. <laughs> well, how would you know when it's love anyways? You know? Well, Wait, that's a good th- point. That's Van Hagar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Still, I'll, it still counts. Eh, you know what? Be, controversial, controversial opinion. I like both iterations of Van Halen. Two totally different bands to me. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? But I, I like them both. I like them both, but they are, to me, it's like two totally different bands. Uh, worth enough for me to consider that two different concerts to go to. Yeah, I could see that for sure. You know, like for it, sure, it'd be cool. Like tonight, it's Van Halen opening up for Van Halen <laughs> with main guest <laughs> Van Halen. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear the the little clips thing we were talking about the JRE a little bit ago? Uh, this is this is sort of related. I promise. And by the I way, know. for those who don't know, JRE is Joe Rogan. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, they had, <laughs> they had Diamond Dave himself. Yes, on on an episode. And did you know that he for you know this is after he was famous, like after he was in Van Halen, like a few years ago. He spent several years as a paramedic. Par, excuse me, a paramedic. Yeah. In NYC. Yeah. And that's that cr- the craziest isn't thing. Isn't that ever. crazy? I mean, can you imagine getting hurt and be like? Holy crap, you're David Lee Roth. <laughs> you're like, I'm dead. Like, I think I'm dead. <laughs> and on that episode, he did say like he had only been recognized. I mean, when you're, you know, getting packed in an ambulance, you probably don't really care if it's David Lee Roth or not. But right. like it, he said he only got uh, recognized twice. And one was by a drunk guy who had had way too much to drink at Ozfest. And so they went and picked him up and uh, put him in the ambulance. And he's like, yeah, you're David Lee Roth. Like, 
Can you imagine what was going through that guy's brain at the time? Like, I have had way too many vodka sodas. I see David Ridley Roth in the back of this ambulance. <laughs> I'm <am> really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, when I when I was listening to that, I kept thinking of dad jokes. Like, I wonder if uh, I wonder if like when he goes to a scene, he's like, "Oh, oh, hey you, hey baby, who said that? How you been? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, because that would be part of a song. You know, of course, of one of the Van Halen songs. Uh, yes, good joke. I, f- I forget. I forget which song it is. But if you knew the song, it'd be funny. You know, I don't know that it would be any funnier. To be perfectly honest, I, don't. I do know. In my song. head, it sound. In my head, it was really funny. Once it came out of my mouth, not so much. Yeah, that's kind of the way that dad jokes go. <laughs> uh, and I, I know this being a father myself, and uh, yeah, I'm like this, this, this is gonna be a zinger, and uh, it's, it almost never is, almost never. You're slapping your hand on your khakis and everything, aren't you? And you're, uh, what, I forget mm-hmm. what what we called the what's the what's the dad tennis shoes called again? Oh, the well, either Nike Air Monarchs or white crispy white New Balance. That's right, New Balance or Air Monarchs. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Good times. you know, 17 minutes in, we talked about David Lee Roth and YouTube algorithms, but well, I have to, I have something actually okay. well, actually really cool to talk about. Okay, well, I got a real quick plug. Uh, okay. Then we'll talk about actual content. Um, so, again, the video I had was called uh, something about Helix under 100 bucks or something like that. The whole premise being <laughs> – I sold it well there, didn't I? Uh, the, yeah. The whole premise being that I have this VAMP 3. And uh, I wanted to see if the audience could tell whenever I have it on the blackface setting, I'm running that V, this $100 V amp into, a, a, you know, some, some good selection impulse responses, right? Okay. So I, I did an AB blind test. Uh, you know, clip one is, uh, you know, it's, it's either the blackface amp, you know, through these same impulse responses, or it's that V amp through the, through, um, the same impulse the same, responses, right? Okay. So, so speaker wise, I had wise, to look that up. I had to look that up real quick because I w- couldn't remember what the V amp was. That is essentially the Behringer ripoff version of the pod. It is, but oddly enough, I like it better. Interesting. I okay. really do. Yeah, because uh, when you turn the speaker simulation off on the li- on the Line Six pods, at least the one that I have, which is probably like the first one, it's not the it's not the updated one. But even when you turn the speaker simulation off, it still did not sound right. Whenever it still had some filtering on it that I didn't care for. Um, whereas this V amp, it does not. Plus you can turn off the amp modeling and the cabinet modeling and just use it as an effects processor in your loop. Fully, fully MIDI, everything. So that's kind of cool. It's, and it's so super handy if you just got a quick gig and you don't want to bring a full pedal board. Interesting. So, so okay, I, I get I get the premise of the experiment. Let's go into that a little bit f- further, since I have not watched the video yet, but I'm I'm gonna have to. Um, can you give any? Uh, did you you might have just released it, so maybe you don't have this information. I just what, released what, what it. Okay, so no no general responses yet. Well, I mean, so far, um, I mean, people seem to be pretty favorable about it. It seems about it seems people are guessing right, maybe sixty to sixty sixty to seventy percent of the time, I think. Okay. Um, but still, uh, there's a big degree of people that said they that they preferred the V amp over the actual amp, which I found was extremely interesting. That is that is kind of fascinating, huh? So you might have you might have 
cop something here. So yeah, I mean the the thing is with with something like that again, hundred bucks on Amazon, you can't go wrong, you know. Um, the, it does have cabinet modeling inside, but it it is basically fancy digital EQs rather than impulse responses. From gotcha. from everything I can tell, anyways, it doesn't sure doesn't sound like impulse responses. Um, so I I'm not a big fan of those. Whereas the Helix actually uses impulse responses, if I remember right. And um, so yeah, I mean yeah, okay. So you're gonna so maybe it's maybe it's two hundred bucks. Maybe you're using that with some you know sixty or seventy dollar IR loader, you know. But still, it's still pretty cheap. Like if if you don't if you don't need everything the Helix has to offer, or you just need a quick down and dirty version that uh, you know you're not afraid to get beer spilled on, then there you go, man. And plus, honestly, it takes pedals really well. So I wonder, I wonder, you know, it's so say, say 200 bucks altogether, the amp and IR loader. I wonder how that compares. I mean, obviously, it's very much more affordable than, say, the Helix Floor, the big one. Yes, yes, Um, yes, yes. I wonder how much advantage uh, the HX Stomp has over. Now, this is somebody who hasn't done a ton of research into all the details between each one um i wonder how much you know if if you can really get some pretty decent sounds for two hundred dollars versus i think the hx stomp is 500 or 600 that's still a big improvement like i understand the floor unit obviously has a lot more functionality and a lot more things it can do but right the stomp also very full featured but i don't know this 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 V amp uh, IR loader combo sounds pretty powerful for the money. Pretty powerful for a hundred bucks, man. I mean, I mean, really, we're talking about the price of a tube screamer, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, I'm not comparing it to a tube screamer because that's ridiculous. It's like comparing cereal to, you know, a hamburger. You know, two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, um, but. You know, it's for years and years. I I used to use the old V amp, the old the first. I guess would be the first version, maybe that came out. And I just turned off all the all the cabinet crap, all the amp crap, and I just used the. I would just use the delay and reverb. Um, you know, because the stuff I was doing was pretty classic rocky and country. So it, it, you know, I had a couple settings on there, and it and I just set it on, on top of my amp, and uh, it was just super easy for me to go over there and like, Oh, country song. It's patch one. This is my country. Pa- this is my chicken picking patch. Yeah, it literally is. It's my chicken picking patch. Yep. And I just, you know, I would just use it for that. Some of it would have, uh, you know, maybe some chorus and delay on it for something for some, you know, maybe it's your, your soft ballad, you know, does the V amp, is it, um, does it, is there a lot of setup time involved in it or are the patches pretty simple to work through? Dude, that, that's the thing. Um, and in fact, when we were creating the Terraform, that would, I, I, not that I was like copying the V amp, but I love, that's the thing I loved about the V amp is because it was, it was stupid easy. It was easy enough where you don't really have to read the manual until you want to start getting down into the nitty gritty of things. You know, like you could, you could pull the box like, oh, cool, bass treble. Bass mids, treble, gain volume, master volume, uh, effect selector, tap button on it, um, presence control. Uh, the, the models for the amps are, uh, you know, written clearly on the dial. It's pretty simple. Very, very interesting. Very yeah, interesting it's, indeed. It's, um, it, it, uh, it's, I love the simplicity of it. 
you know, even though it is a digitally based product, that's one thing that I've, I've not liked about a lot of, uh, a lot of the DSP products that are out now. I, I hate reading manuals. And so as I'm creating things, I'm trying to make it so you don't need a manual, you know, where you can just plug it in, you put it on a setting and it's cool. Now, if you want to get down like, okay, so why is it, how do I change, you know, this part and this part? Well, you may have to read the manual for that, but for the most part, you can throw it in there and get some cool sounds just by turning some knobs. That, that was my experience with the Terraform. I was like, hey, look at this. It says Leslie or it says whatever. Yeah, turn it to that. Oh, yep. That's what it sounds like. I thought it was thought it was really good. Um, I'm, I'm still excited to see the final form. Well, I know the physically it's the same, but I'm, I'm excited to see the final. Oh, the, dude. The yeah. Algos you've chosen and all that stuff. It's uh, it's amazing. So here's a little hint. So we uh, right now, well, not right now, because I'm recording a podcast right now. But um, yesterday, for example, uh, we were finalizing the rotary algorithm. Now, there's some there's there's ways to get a good to get a good base to to start from. Right. I had to buy a Leslie cabinet. You know, you gotta shoot. You, oh man, you gotta have you the actual. To? You gotta have the actual cabinet to compare it to. You know, of course. Of and course. so, yeah. So it's uh, necessary for the job, but it's uh, it sure is a lot of fun doing stuff like that. I feel so bad for you. I can't it's, believe you had to rough. buy a Leslie cabinet. It's rough. It's rough. Quick, quick side note: Did you get a? Like a an old Leslie cabinet? Did you get one of those converted organ ones, or what do you what do you? No, have this it's an old Leslie cabinet. I forget the model of it, I, and I don't know enough about about those to tell you which one. I, I know Travis Feaster was over, and he said, "I think Stevie Ray Vaughan played one of these for a while." And I'm like, "Cool." Did you know the speaker spins inside? <laughs> <laughs> so so quick quick question: Does that one? The speaker itself actually spin? Uh, let me think. On this one. Because some of them have a, a, like a, I don't know what you'd call it. This is like kind of like a baffle, baffle that rotates around the yes, speaker. Yes, this has the baffle that goes around the speaker. Yeah. I think that's how most of them are. I think we call them rotating speak. I could be making this up right now. This is just my own thought, my own thought process without actually doing any research. But all of the Leslie's that I've seen or Leslie style cabs were all the baffle style. I don't know if there's one that actually has a speaker that rotates or not, but we, regardless, thought, we call it a rotating speaker. Yeah, I, I was thinking some of them have a, a, the tweeter that rotates. I don't recall if this one does or not. I just was thinking about it, and like I, I, I mean, I know there's ways to do it, obviously, but it seems like that would be overly complicated because you have like with a speaker, you have the wires attached, right? Yes. And so the question is, how do you do that without? you know, getting the twisting them up. Right. Right. Yeah. So my thought is like, maybe we have, we as guitarists and I, somebody can correct me, please do if I'm wrong, but I think maybe we as guitarists have just been calling them rotating speakers when that's not really what's going on, which is kind of fascinating to think about. I don't know. I could, I could have swore I've seen something with a road with an actual rotating tweeter inside. You might be right. I'm, I, I just know the, I, the ones I've seen, which is only like three. So that, you know, that's not yeah, a wide it, sample size. And, and again, yeah, same here. I, I don't, I'm not really up on my, uh, my, uh, Leslie history in any way. 
So unless you're talking about Leslie Wampler, unless Wampler. you're talking about Leslie Wampler, yes, which is the owner of Wampler pedals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been a while since we brought been up a while Leslie. since we brought that old joke up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go back to like episode one twenty five or some something like that. You'll get it. Yep. So, anyways. Anyway, side. So, sorry, so to take a, a deep dive on the Leslie. Where right. Where were you going? All right. With that? So uh, you said well, we can close out with this since it's already been thirty minutes of YouTube talk. But that's okay because oh, we're allowed good grief. Thirty minutes of YouTube. Talk. We're allowed to. Uh, we're allowed to put out stuff that you know, just general conversation. Hey, I've been watching the podcast group on Facebook. There is. Uh, there's a lot of people that just like listening to the conversational aspects and aren't necessarily looking for a freaking Ted talk, you know? Yeah. If you're looking for a Ted talk, go to YouTube and type in Ted talk and you'll <laughs> find exactly what you're looking for. Uh, so, so anyways, yeah. So you had, I forget how you opened it, but you said, I got something cool to talk about. And then I said, let, let me plug my video real quick. Oh yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, new gear week uh, in the, in the Wyland residence which is very exciting and it's something that i i never would have expected that is uh, as cool how, how should i phrase this it's way cooler than i would have ever dreamed of it being um through you know some some uh, industry buddies and some you know mutual hookups and and all that stuff i came to be the owner of a resonator guitar which I never. I saw just. I thought. I thought I saw Justin. Justin Porter, right? Justin yes. playing that on Facebook. Right. You did through Echo Unit you did. or something. I, and I'm like, when did Blake get a resonator guitar? Yeah, just like a couple days before he had come over and shot that. And quick it sounded clip. cool, man. I honestly, because I didn't have the sound on, obviously, because uh, I never do, and I'm watching Facebook. But uh, I turned it off for that one. I'm like, wow, that actually sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> I am astounded at the uh, so unplugged. It sounds like a classic steel-bodied vintage resonator, right? It's made by Mules Resonator Guitars. Matt does amazing work, and he's been on the podcast before, uh, or on the Tone Mob podcast rather before. And um, if you don't know Mule Resonator Guitars, I would definitely suggest checking them out. They're very, very much a you know a handcrafted you know type of small batch uh, operation right. over there. They're really, really cool. Um, but the the this has a P90 in what would be the, uh, the neck position. I guess there's not really a bridge position to put a pickup in a resonator. Right. But, so, so it seems like the pickup uh, always falls in the hole whenever you do that. Yeah, it's weird like that, right? <laughs> um, but it's got like a, a house wound uh, P90 in the mule made their own pickups. I think they still do. I think they make mini humbuckers now, but this one's a little bit older and it's a it's a P90. I have never heard a plugged in electric guitar tone like this ever. It sounds so full and like the, you know, quick little phone video demo didn't really do it ju justice. But it's, like but still, the notes, though, it sounded really good over that. Yeah, it, it's like this. It almost sounds like a piano in a lot of ways. Like the notes are very, very rich. And uh, I think that has to do with, you know, a like it's a steel body. So that's different than what we're used to. It's fully hollow, like an acoustic guitar. And then the resonator, you know, picks up these frequencies as well. So I think you're hearing like just a huge, you know, echo chamber kind of combination. Because like if you tap on the body, uh, it will, you know, definitely come through the amp like really loudly. Like it's it, the body really works with the pickups and the resonator cone really works with the, the pickup. And it's just 
it sounded crazy. It sounded beautiful, clean. It sounded raunchy when you'd like crank the fuzz with it. Uh, it's just I'm any kind problems of with like, feedback when you do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, de- define problem. Define problem, right? <laughs> yeah. There's definitely feedback is is something you have to pay attention to. You have to be totally pointed away from your source with it. Um, if you don't want feedback, because even if you just angle a little bit towards it, it will start feeding back. So that's not the most useful for a lot of live situations. But man, the tone, the sound of it is just unreal. And I'm kind of freaking out over it. So it's it's that's that's been my my new tonal uh, acquisition slash journey over the last couple of weeks is just like exploring the sounds I can get with that thing. And, so are, uh, are you going to yeah, become an, check uh, it all uh, out? Are you going to become an old blues guy? Well, actually, that, what's that, weird is, that I mean, about? that's what those are classically, you know, used for. It's like slide guitar and blues type stuff. And I have been using it for like weirdo uh, ambient type tracks, like lots of reverb, lots of modulation, and just kind of exploring the the sound of of the feedback, you know, as it comes through and and just like it's just such a different experience from playing any other electric guitar that I've ever played. It's just, uh, I'm freaking out right does, now. Does it have just, a B or wonderful. a G bender on it though? That's the question. It does not. It does not. I don't even know how you would go about putting one in there. Actually, you know, he does make some benders. I forget that he has some benders he sells for his. Oh, you'll like this. This is now. Now we're talking Brian's language. Oh. He makes. He makes steel-bodied Telecasters, too, mm. called mule, mule mm. casters. Yes. Yeah, and he's got benders on those. Oh, you t- you're saying all the right things, my man. Yeah, Just I don't know why they didn't come to my brain. Just me. Woof. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that didn't come to my brain sooner. But yeah, if you look up his uh, his mule casters, you get uh, that's a, that's a very unique instrument too. I wow. doubt it. It has the same kind of overtones that you get with the actual resonator but i'm sure it sounds a lot different than than a traditional wood telecaster i must check one out i can't buy one because i can't really justify it but i would love to check one out does he is he selling stores or is he uh sold direct only it's uh all like a it's one of those you know which is again why i'm so blown away that i have it it's one of those you know put the deposit down get on the waiting list type situations Ah. they're very very, very in demand at the moment. So, speaking yeah. of that, I am I'm getting. I do this every year about this time. I start getting this bug where I'm like, I feel like doing some mods or building a custom couple of custom pedals or something. You're doing you that again. That? You're, get I, that scratch. I, I did it last year for a few months. I did a bunch, a bunch of boss mods, of Metal Zone and Blues Driver mods, and then I got burnout <laughs> and stopped. <laughs> You're going to do it again. But, but I don't know. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about that. I, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I could actually, um, I could, there's a lot of cool things I could do with just like our decibel circuit. Our de- it's just a plain op amp booster, right? I don't say, pl- mm-hmm. again, I'm not selling it, right? I'm, I'm thinking in terms of schematically, it's just an op amp booster. Uh, not inverting for those who might want to know. And uh, I'm thinking there's so many things you can do with that just for fun little mods, you know? What if we put a back sand doll with it? Now we have now we have a bass and treble that's fairly active inside of a inside of a loop, you know? Hold on. Wait, 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 w
Back up a little bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. You yeah. said I, I'm I'm familiar with the Baxandal yeah. tone stack, mm-hmm. but I, I've I've heard it referred to as active. You said it's well, some it can be. There's active. there's different types of now. Of what is, what do you James? mean by that? James slash Baxandals or Baxandals in Indiana. Baxandal outside of Indiana. Baxandal. Okay. <laughs> Baxandals. Because you know everything around here, you got to kind of slur things a little bit like that right there. Again. Mm-hmm. I live in primarily a redneck area. I'm allowed to make fun of people like myself. I agree. You, know? you are. So and I, I am too. To, to so. the point of, I, I thought about actually um, like on YouTube making a series called like redneck tips, you know, and then having just like tips for, uh, of like ways to use pedals differently or something like that. But then I thought, you know, I think that might offend people who don't, get like Martinsville, Indiana. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of have to be from Martinsville, Indiana to say, Oh, well, it makes sense. You know, from Martinsville, you're kind of a redneck, <laughs> you know, I feel you like I, I've kind heard of so much about Martinsville. I feel like I, I almost need to experience it for myself you, one of these days. So you do, it's up, uh it's, it's a lot like Mayberry, uh, with a little bit of meth thrown in. So yeah. <laughs> Mayberry plus meth equals Martinsville. <laughs> There is a day and, every year where um, kids are allowed to drive their no no crap no BS here. Kids are allowed to drive the tractors to school on a certain day every year. Seniors, I remember you. I remember you telling me about yeah, that, that's and the thing. Uh, I believe it. That's I definitely believe it. That's the thing. Um, our, our town has a lot of people that drive uh, mini, mini bikes, as in like little scooters, bicycles with motors. Uh, that's yeah, that's totally. com- that's common here. Golf carts. A lot of people drive their golf carts around town. Uh, around town. Oh you yes. Can just drive your golf cart into town. No, you live in. If these people generally live in town. They just drive it around town because there's not anything to do here. We have a Walmart and a Chili's, and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> it's I. The more the more I learn, the more I feel like I I really need to experience this firsthand I mean, the good thing sounds so, like a wonderful thing so yeah I, and wonderful i put it thing. i put it down so martinsville's the city i actually live out in the country so I, i'm uh i'm technically about five miles well maybe yeah probably four or five miles away um but which is about a 15 minute drive right so i, I mean i i, I kind of live out in the sticks you know, I live kind of how live far. Out. How long is it by golf cart, though? That's what we all want. I've to only driven my golf cart. I didn't make it all the way to town because I was afraid I was going to run out of gas. And uh, plus, a dog kept chasing me, and it was kind of making me nervous. And my kids, <laughs> and my my kids were uh, my kids were with me. Anyway, long story. I was almost out of beer, etc. Uh, see, that's a joke because we're driving in a golf cart, drinking beer. It's not allowed. Anyways, long story. Um, Look at you go, George Jones. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, just for those who don't understand, I'm joking about driving my golf cart down the road drinking beer. That's a joke. Okay. Now, if it wasn't illegal, that would be different. <laughs> and for all those that didn't understand the George Jones reference, that's because he famously took a trip to the liquor store on his riding lawnmower when they took his keys. <laughs> I never know how much to explain on a joke before it becomes unfunny. Yeah. But, you know, I realize that a lot of people who aren't like, Big country fans may not know that story about George Jones. Right, so I, right, yeah, I, yeah that's um, you kind of got to be in the know with that stuff. I think, I, but it's still it's still a pretty fantastic story. Rewind, rewind, rewind. 
Okay. I want to get back to the 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 Baxendal EQ. You oh, said it yes, was that's where we not from. fully active is yeah. the way you made it sound. So what it is, how is it partially active? It's a different type of circuit. I mean, if if so uh let me think of a way to put it. If you look at a exotic booster, AC booster, BB booster, BB preamp exotic drive, okay? Basically yeah. the same pedal with a couple different parts. Um I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean they're really similar. Um, that back sand all within that. Let me think of a way to explain it without drawing a schematic. The the controls are around an op amp. Okay, it's it's doing stuff interacting with that op amp. Okay, right. Um, with a passive one. You don't need an, all you need is enough signal to, to make it to, to go. You need signal coming into it and you need, and if it's not loud after it goes through it, then you got to boost the signal up. That would basically be a passive type of backhand all. So, but the thing is, there's not really like one that's better than the other. Um, uh, in, in the stuff that I've done that uses backhand dolls, I usually, I, I prefer the type that is more of a passive style filter and then I'll just, I'll boost the volume up afterwards. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I just never realized that there was different types of Bex and all EQs. That's, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yep. I just thought Bex and all is as Bex and all does. Uh, no, no, no. I know it says Bex and all. that's why I don't build but pedals. It should, but it should be Bex and some. There we go. Dad joke. Oh, I lost you there for a minute. Oh, I said it. It was. It was. It was a jo- you missed the punchline. I said, I know it says backs and doll, but it should be backs and some. Oh yeah. man, I wish I hadn't missed that because that was a real knee slapper. <laughs> that one's great, Brian. Keep I'm those full coming. of them. I'm. I'm gonna write that one down. Tell the kids that one tonight. Yeah, definitely do that. Definitely tell your kids that joke. They'll really resonate well with them. They're going to love it. <laughs> uh, all right. So 42 minutes in. That's about all I got for this episode, folks. Uh, I think we've told them enough nonsense for today. All right. So there's your there's a, there's a little bit of insight into the mind of Brian Wampler and his lifestyle. Off-cart thing. So anyways, any comments or questions, email podcast at wamplerpedals.com you can hit up Blake at info at tonemob.com and make sure you check out his personal podcast at called The Tone Mob appropriately enough and uh, you know thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week bye <laughs>